today. No, we're going. Kind of tired, or have you been drinking, and now you're like, well, oh. you well, well. Uh, this is where it's revealed whether or not <laughs> pre-gaming was no, a good idea. Pre-gaming is always a good idea, and it was really fun because we got to just listen to music and have a couple drinks. I mean, that was like two hours ago, though. So I don't know. I had a good time with that. Oh, yeah, it was a blast. I went and you know made some dinner and took a nice hot shower. Wow. So yeah, it was a good. It's a good thing to do when you're when you're pre-gaming in the middle of your pre-game. <laughs> just like guzzle a drink real fast and take a nice long shower in the middle some... of a pre-game and find a shower somewhere wherever you are. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Another thing I really well, that's a conversation for another time. For now, though, uh, <laughs> welcome back to another episode of Dinner for Breakfast. I'm your host Wes. I'm your co-host James, and Bailey is off doing stuff tonight, so it's just going to be us tonight. Yeah, to, now to to make up for it, I do have a little sock puppet here on my hand of uh, who is going to be t- playing the role of Bailey. Oh, um, I wasn't aware of this. That's not true. I, you know, damn it. You know what? Hold on. Give me 15 minutes. We're going to start again in 15 minutes. I'm going to go make a sock puppet. Minutes. It's going to be a good sock puppet. <laughs> quality, quality. I, I represent quality work on this program. Is there um, such no, a thing as a quality sock puppet? Puppet? Well, wow. Jesus wow. Christ. Maybe pre-gaming was a bad idea. We <laughs> <laughs> well, when we when we pre-game, when we pre-game. Whoa, Jesus Christ. <laughs> James. Oh no. <laughs> We've been recording for a minute and a half, dude. This is gonna be this is either gonna this be a, a fantastic episode um, or a horrible episode. So let us know. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. They're all horrible. It's gonna be so good. Um <laughs> well when we pre-gamed, I had two beers and you had a cocktail. I, so we didn't well, like now hold on now it was a free pour cocktail and it was almost entirely uh liquor so you know i only free pour cocktails that's a risky way to live your life to be honest but well, yeah, I, I only i, the I only time, it i mean yeah i thank you you should respect it the only time i ever have a cocktail at home is when i'm like ah fuck it i don't have anything else to do for the rest of the day i'm gonna have a cocktail um, i mean like I this one that i've made for like this one that i've made for this show uh Today I made a vodka gimlet. Ooh, um, my Any grandpa particular type of vodka, or just what you had on hand? Oh, or... nice shoulders, bro! You're looking big. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we always record with the cameras on, and James just now decided to turn it on. <laughs> I realized uh... <laughs> I didn't have it on, and I thought I should probably do that, so I'm not Fine. out of the loop. Uh, I use Tito's, just because Tito's is my. Favorite. I respect it. That's that's um, probably my go-to uh, workhorse vodka. If there yeah, is, it's good. Uh, it's pretty similar in price to Blood, Sweat, and Tears now, which is pretty good. And so. Deep Eddie. Yeah, it's also yeah, similar. Deep Eddie is really good. I like the Deep Eddie uh, like, peach stuff. Oh my god, the Deep Eddie peach is so good. <laughs> there, <laughs> I can't. This Tito's though, like anything in that, like twenty-ish dollars, twenty-five dollars for a fifth, like I can't justify spending more than that on vodka. No, yeah, I, agree. I have a hard time. I one hundred percent agree with yeah. that. Yeah. With with like a bourbon, I bought a nice bottle of bourbon yesterday. Uh, I bought a bottle of Buffalo Trace, which also isn't like super expensive. No, but, Buffalo Trace is another good like workhorse yeah. spirits. Like it's it's good in its category. It's good, you know, even on its own. But like it, it yeah. works great in cocktails for the price. Yeah, exactly. But a, a gimlet uh, is something my my grandpa drinks gimlets, um, which is how I learned about him. Huh? Uh, but he'll he'll literally take I don't remember the exact measurement he does, but he takes a whole fifth of vodka and he'll oh. take 
he'll take like a bunch of it out and just pour a ton of lime juice in it and store it in his freezer. So he just okay. always has a whole fifth of gimlets just in his freezer. Um, this one, typically they're made with gin. I made mine with vodka because uh, I don't have gin on hand at the moment. <laughs> and I didn't really want to go to the store. Um, also, they typically have, it's usually, it's a super easy cocktail. It's just vodka and or gin and lime juice and usually a little bit of simple, uh, simple syrup. But I did a splash of uh, tonic water instead of some because oh. <clears throat> I don't like a super syrupy drink. I was going to say, it's kind of heading in the different direction because the tonic water is a little uh, uh, bitter-ish. It's not yeah. like herbally bitter, but it's 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 bitter. It's more bitter. Yeah. It's more bitter than simple syrup, which is just sugar. Well, um, yeah, that's accurate. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yes. Yeah. It, I did take it in a different direction a little bit just because. Uh, okay. I don't know. I wanted something like light and refreshing and not super syrupy because it's, you know, a yeah. hundred degrees outside or whatever. <laughs> it's not. Ah, it's like it's like 80 something real feel 70. I my computer is my computer like is telling that. me it's 77, but I don't believe. Yeah, that. I am wearing long sleeves also. Yeah, that's so that doesn't crazy. attest to that. Yeah, you, you have a different uh, recording space than I do because my room very different. As soon as my computer's on, it, it heats up and like I'm probably going to be in a tank top if I'm wearing a shirt because it's it's hot. <laughs> yeah, I think I think uh, every time I've seen you on camera from your computer, you're wearing a tank top because you're yeah, well, recording from inside of a pizza oven. This is this is the, <laughs> this is the benefit. <laughs> Of not recording live at some other, you know, I I can do what I want. I can be buck ass naked if I want it to be, but you know. Oh yeah, you have no idea fine. what my you have no idea what my. This isn't a video is podcast. Right That's not what it's about. <laughs> right. What it is about though is what your drink is. That was uh, my drink is clunky. so as mentioned. <laughs> oh, we you have a free- can. Now, hold on. This isn't just like the ultimate cop out. This is a good opportunity. We were drinking beforehand. And beforehand, I will say I I I I hesitate to call it much of a cocktail. I (laughs) I mixed something with bottles that I had. So it was a a kitchen sink. Yeah, basically. So I had some like apple whiskey from Traverse City uh, whiskey company. So and I did some of that, and I did some limoncello, which is like a lemon Gross. liqueur type thing. We'll get into that. Okay, That's on we'll the get notes. into. Le- I would we'll love get to get into, into limoncello. <laughs> so I, I put put some of that in there, and then I did some lemon juice instead of lime juice. I was gonna make it more of like a hard um, mule riff, so like that's you know rum or whiskey or vodka lime juice and some sweetener of some kind sure uh this time i opted for lemon juice since i already had the the limoncello in there right um and then i threw some some ginger beer on top uh so on oh also i had i almost forgot i have this mead which I don't oh know. We we've, we've probably talked. We we did talk we about, about mead. it at some point. It's a wine that is derived from honey. So at its core, typically very sweet. Like if you like it's, sweet yeah, stuff, it's, it's mead based on, is it's like, based around fermented honey. Right. It's it's so, super sweet wine more sweet. often than not. This yep. kind is good. Um, I think it was like its description is something along the lines of it's mead with added hops and cinnamon and like apples and stuff. I'm like, okay, that sounds good. It is so, 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 so sweet. It is so <laughs> sickeningly sweet. It's ridiculous. Like to, I, I had a taste like off the top of the bottle 
and I tried it. I'm like, conceptually, it's good. It tastes like cinnamon applesauce. Imagine that. But it's so, so sweet that I don't drink it unless I cut it with something. Right. Um, yeah. One time I cut it with lime juice and another time I cut it with ginger beer, which did dramatically help. It's almost so sweet that I couldn't actually like drink it by itself. Um, but in here it worked because it just added more like cinnamon and apple, which kind of went sure. with like the apple whiskey or whatever. So honestly, yeah. not bad. Yeah, that, that totally makes it. That seems like the kind of thing that would be great as a cocktail mixer, but not really good by itself. Yeah. Yeah. That's, right. I mean, I've never really liked mead uh, in general anyways. There's uh, of course there's exceptions because there's exceptions to everything. My brother's buddy makes mead because he's uh, I think he has celiac, but he's okay. like super gluten intolerant. Yeah. Um, and he was like, fuck it. I'm tired of like drinking terrible Zimas and stuff. I'm just going to make mead. <laughs> so he just like makes his own mead and it's dope. It's really good. He makes a dry mead. That's cool. so the one that the one that I had was. Uh... Oh, my God. What was it called? The OK, what's the name of the meadery from Skyrim? That's in Riften where you have to go burn the beehives for that um, one quest. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. But he named it after I, that. OK, I, Honey... I cannot think of it off the top of my Blackbriar. 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 He called it the Black Briar. We talked about was... this. We've talked about this on the podcast before. Too. I'm sure we have. But because his, then I, the then I followed like up a... with a joke that, well, joke. I was like, that's a good uh, band. And, you know, da, da, da. and we probably our audience can recite <clears throat> all the things that we've already said before. But <laughs> I think our audience, our audience, I think mostly listens to our podcast just to say that they like, oh, yeah, I listen to your show. Like, they don't actually listen to it. We can say whatever they we want do. to. They, they love this podcast. <laughs> number one podcast matter. in America. Don't look that up. But we are the number true. one. Uh, Roman Mars, get at me. Uh, <laughs> I'm better than you, basically. I'm 1% visible. Um, no, but uh, yeah, that he makes a good dry mead. Um, awesome. Anyway, this is a long-winded story of how yeah. I'm not drinking con- cocktail right now, but I am drinking uh, some local cider from, oh, from Boss. Boss Cider, which is in uh, Leslie, Michigan. Yeah um very cool spot uh they kind of put that town on the map i'm being honest this is their black cherry uh cider Ooh, and it's very good, good. i heard but you yeah. crack it too that's crisp i love the sound of canna well hey cheers james we're gonna have a cheers. fun one without bailey <laughs> long awkward pause as we both take a sip and we're the only two people on this podcast um mm-hmm. That cider is amazing. If you like cider, maybe you're not a beer person and you're like just like a cider person or you like you don't like the taste of alcohol. So you like sweeter stuff. Cider typically pretty easy. I mean, there's dry ciders, but besides the point, get some cider. Go to the cider. Yeah, get, They're great. They cider. have a bunch get, of different um, stuff. They rotate seasonally. Their food's pretty good, too. So, you know, there what's you go. The, what's the cider company that makes uh, Tangerine Space Machine? Tangerine, tangerine space, space machine. machine. You ever had Tangerine Space like, Machine? Um, oh my god! What is it's that? Such a good What's cider. that pulsar one with the squirrel on the can or something? That's, it's it's the same that. one. It's the same. Yes, it's the same uh, thing. Maybe that, that's the one I'm thinking of. Is the the pulsar one? That's, I don't remember that's what the name of the company though. is, but yeah. Uh, tangerine Space Machine, I think, is made by the same company. I could be wrong though. Um, They're very space themed dry space ciders centric. for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But anyway, I'm, I'm looking at these notes and I feel like several of these are just like directly making fun of me. <laughs> How so? Well, there's one where you're talking about the type of cocktail shaker I have on my bar. All right. 
And then there's roses is not grenadine, but I have a bottle on. I sent you a picture of my bar earlier today. Yeah, you did. On my my bar, I have a little bottle of, it says on the bottle, roses grenadine. And then immediately after I sent this picture, James put in the notes, roses is not grenadine. It's not. It says grenadine on the bottle. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) It's all it is, is like sugar. It's just straight sugar. Uh, Grenadine is, for those who don't know, uh, it's it's pom- It's supposed to be pomegranate flavored syrup is grenadine. Mm-hmm. It's pomegranates that give it grenadine its actual flavor. And roses is just it's just syrup. It's just like it sugar. Is. That's and why like water and like yeah. some I don't know if it had like what kind of flavoring it actually says on the bottle. Um, it's, but it probably just says like artificial flavors or something. Yeah. It doesn't taste like anything. If you get a different true. brand. Um, stirrings comes to mind um if you get a different brand and you try one of those you will notice a dramatic difference in the in the way it tastes (laughs) i'll have to i'll have to get another brand then because i i bought this stuff and then i always say that i don't like grenadine because this is what i'm used to when i think of grenadine (laughs) and i don't like it i think it's gross i never use it the bottle i've had this bottle for like a year and a half two years now and never never i never use it like i said it's it, to me, roses is effectively just more simple syrup. The reason it's there is is to color things. You're like, I want red. I'm mm-hmm. making a tequila sunrise, and I want it to be very yep. red, and that's what it is. That's if you can go too. to a place that's not like a very, you know, I'm assuming I'm in our area, it would be like Meyer or something. They're going to carry the bog standard brands for mixers. So you got like roses. They have like that grenadine and that sweetened lime juice or whatever which is oh the sweetened thing. lime juice rules that specifically that is not a substitute for lime juice it is its no. own thing which does have a place <laughs> that that is what my grandpa uses for gimlets is oh, the roses go. sweetened lime juice because a gimlet requires lime juice and simple so yeah you just use the one thing it's two ingredient cocktail absolutely yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, roses. If you've only ever had roses and you're like, I don't really understand grenadine, look for another brand. Uh, Stirrings is one that I can find at like a liquor store that's a little more, you know, specific to liquor. <clears throat> uh, Liver and Co. is a brand from Texas that makes a lot of good cocktail syrups um, okay. that I know of. Um, but if you're looking for something, you know, that you can like probably go to a store, a, you know, a liquor specific store, you could probably find stirrings, um, which is pretty common. I would recommend I'm, trying that. I will have to get my hands on some of that. I'm going to throw my other bottle of it in the trash because <laughs> uh, I really hate it. I think it's so nasty. Like it's it's fine. It's fine. It doesn't taste bad. It's just when I want something like you said, like when you add grenadine to something, you're expecting it to be pomegranate flavored, not just sugar. And yeah. this one is just all sugar. So there's, I never add it to anything because I can just use simple, <laughs> which I, I already have. I think there's a lot of people too that don't even recognize, um, and I don't blame them. Pomegranate is not something that is like uber common. A lot of people who don't know what grenadine actually is assume it's cherry because it's bright red. And they're like, it's a cherry flavored thing. And I'm like, it's yeah, it's, and it's actually not. <laughs> it's also like it's also used in uh, I've worked in restaurants before where when somebody orders a cherry Coke, you do Coke with grenadine mm. and you serve that to them instead of because we don't have cherry Coke on tap. Really? Yeah, dude. That actually blows my mind fucking, that it goes uh, that far up the chain. Olive Garden. <laughs> I worked at Olive Garden and we did that. Wow. We didn't have cherry coke on the on the soda fountain, so we'd have to do <clears throat> grenadine with uh Coca-Cola. 
also there was a kid that I worked with when I was at Olive Garden uh, who we we could have free soft drinks uh, while we work, obviously, because it's, you know, that's normal. Mm-hmm. Um, so he would take a styrofoam cup and he'd fill it all the way to the top with ice and then just fill it with grenadine. And he would just drink that. Shout out, Micah. Oh. I hope you're doing okay, man. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was wild. It was really wild. Um, and, you know, the band yeah. knows what he likes. He was a nice kid. He was younger than me. He'd bust my tables for me. He was a good bus boy. Um, um, but anyway, yo, so yeah. you sent a picture of your bar. I think we were I just did. talking about what we had in stock. And you're like, I don't know what to make for the show. And I was like, I yeah, don't know. Just pick something. You were like, and... you're like, what? You don't have 50 bottles? And I was like, no, I've got <laughs> five and one of them is a bottle of wine <laughs> i i did look yeah so you sent me the picture yeah. of your bar and i'm looking at it i'm like all right it's, it's got right tito's that's good good step um but i did notice you had and you had in your defense you have both parts of the shaker it appears i have two different shakers right i didn't see right. the other i don't know if it was like the small boston shaker was tucked into the bigger one no um, i only have one boston shaker okay so you have like a, a, a little pint, part a and glass. then a big one. Oh, okay. You I have, have a like pint that. glass okay. that sticks on top of the Boston shaker, okay. but I store it with my other pint glasses. All right. So, yeah. so which shaker do you use when you're making a drink more? Do you use the Japanese style shaker? I use or the do Japanese you use one? You do. Like I, nine right, times, nine times out of 10, I'm using the Japanese, the okay. Japanese shaker. For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, Boston shaker um, is typically when you just see two metal tins that are shaped like uh just cups like yeah, pint they... glasses or cups there's a bigger one and a little one that tucks into it and then you shake it and the temperature change is like what actually like holds it together basically so once it as it chills it kind of like seals so you're not the metal you know, the, everything everywhere the, the larger cup is typically made out of aluminum like a really thin aluminum yeah so as it as it cools down it shrinks and holds tight to the the top part so yeah in my case i have just a regular standard 16 ounce uh glass that yeah. i stick in the top and then once it starts shaking it just stays in there and then you have to like you'll see it at bars like the bartender will like slap the side of it or like twist it or like pop yep. it in some way Break and then the can pour the drink out yep. yeah um, uh, and then the japanese, japanese shaker, yeah. shaker is the one that is like it looks like half of the boston shaker so it's like a big metal cup but then it has like this roundish uh kind of dome shape thing with like a little top part that comes up on top um, and that's because that little nub is where there's like a built in strainer. Um, mm-hmm. So you have like a typically yes, you have the cap that sits on top of that. Then you have that little uh, like half circle strainer part and then you have the cup. So you just shake it in there. And then yep. when you take the cap off, it's, you know, basically straining mm-hmm. for you. You don't need an additional strainer like you would with a Boston shaker. Right. And that's that's why I would typically go for I don't now. That being said, I don't often make. Um, we're gonna talk about what you just did in a second. I because you just committed a crime. I I, crime. I don't. You're eating. <laughs> we're recording a show. What are you doing? You're like having. A I snack. can't hear that only, until you pointed it out. I know, and I'm gonna point it out. I did the same thing for <laughs> Bailey when he tried to eat a fucking salad from well, Bob Evans. I feel like a salad's different, but carry on. Yeah, I don't even know what you were eating. It looked like a caramel or something. Um, <laughs> but I I typically use it because well, like often I don't I don't frequently make shaken cocktails it's pretty rare that i make a shaken cocktail i usually just do stirred cocktails because it's so much easier um and then i don't have to wash another dish but if i am going to make a shaken cocktail i'll reach for the japanese shaker because it already has the built-in strainer and again i don't want to make an extra dish so (laughs) (laughs) it's already it's just one thing do you ever have problems uncapping and slash or unscrewing Uh, that japanese shaker 
literally every single time I use it, and that I still is, reach for it instead of the That is my primary issue with yeah. the Japanese-style shaker is that the that, suction is much harder to break on those shakers it than it is with the other ones. Yeah, and that little nub at the top is so, especially once it gets cold <laughs> and then it has condensation on the outside and you're trying to pull that off, it is so difficult to take the top off of that thing once you have a cold cocktail shaken in there. So, you know, I, I, I also typically will reach for that because I'll make like a single shaken cocktail. If I'm like a, doing a batch of shaken something, I'll do a Boston shaker. Respect. But because <laughs> I can make a couple on it at once. But I no, generally I do prefer the Japanese style thing. Okay. Um, okay. I, I think that makes sense because I think your your take is it makes a lot of sense for someone who doesn't make a lot of shake and drinks because like yeah. if you're not doing it all the time, then you don't get like I, I, I think a lot of the drinks I end up making offhand are shaken in some way. So like the fact that it, it almost like always gets stuck trying to like separate the tin is just sure. like too much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, see, I I also go through phases with cocktails where it's like I'll only want one or two different cocktails at a time. And then I move on. and I'm like, oh, I don't want those anymore. Now I want something new. <laughs> you know, and I just kind of rotate out cocktails. So that's that's also why I don't have a ton of bottles in my bars because I'm going through like so like right now the cocktails I'm drinking is I'm drinking uh well today I had a gimlet. Uh, I'm having a gimlet, which oh, yeah. is gonna be in my regular rotation now because it's really hitting the spot. Um and then I'm still on the Boulevardier. Really? So, yeah, I really like it, man. The bourbon uh Campari and Vermouth. It's killer. Classic combo. Classic I, uh, combo. I have a lot of bottles in my like my bar, basically, a, because a lot you of have it a are a lot of bottles in your bar, <laughs> like a crazy amount. I I make enough. I make enough drinks, and granted, I go through spurts. Like sometimes I'll make more drinks, and sometimes I don't make drinks for like I don't know one or two weeks at a time where I don't mix anything. It's just you mm-hmm. know how it goes. Um, but because I do, generally speaking, make more mixed drinks, I do have more things that are not base spirits. So it's not all whiskey. It's not all vodka. Oh, it's oh, not sure. all gin. These are things that you use to modify drinks. And because of that, you only use quarter ounce, half an ounce sure. per drink. So it does take time to like cycle through some of that. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I did go to a cool distillery recently though do tell me about that um, i also went to one um let's start with you oh well i went to muskegon uh over the weekend and we had there we did a couple cool things in muskegon but uh we ended was our there trip a special by, occasion for this trip yeah it was heather's birthday so we went there for her birthday happy birthday shout out woot woot it was days ago is number one fan probably she's the one that sent us the most emails uh <laughs> I think Kyle's our number one fan. I don't know. It doesn't Does matter. Does he have, do you send more emails than Heather? No, but I know he listens. All right. Well, I, you know, he listens, that's fair. And that's what you guys can, uh, you can um, fight for it on social media. Yeah, uh, Kyle, you know where, you know where Heather lives. Yep. Come to my defend house. Defend your position my as number one um, fan of the show. <laughs> defend your honor. The glove is thrown. Uh, no, we can't do that. Um, no, but we went to Muskegon, and one of the things we did is we went to Wonderland Distillery in Muskegon. It was I've never heard of that. My God, I think it was the best cocktail ever. Like, I've had some really good cocktails. It was probably my favorite. Like, every single cocktail I tried there, we all got different things, and we all tried them all. There were eight of us. And we tried everybody. Everybody tried each other's cocktails. Every single one of them was delicious. They were all perfect. Um, I got an old-fashioned flight. 
So they gave me, they had four different flavors of old fashioned. I couldn't decide which one I wanted. So I got the flight. Um, and they give me four little samples, like mini little yeah. snifters, uh, you know, because nobody's going to drink four old fashioned. Well, I mean, um, one of them, the first one was like the house one, which was super, super heavy on the, excuse me, super heavy on the orange, like very citrusy, very yes. sweet, mm-hmm. um, like really, really delicious. The second one was, they called it tea time. And it had an Earl Grey simple syrup Ooh. and a chai masala um, whiskey. That's interesting. And it was that was the best one. That one was beyond good. And the best part is like, there's no way I could possibly recreate that. That's why it was so good is because it's like that, such a unique thing. Um, do you know, is that whiskey like something that they make that specific I don't whiskey? Know. I don't know. I know they do a lot of like specialty infused whiskeys just for their cocktails. Yeah. Um, okay. That's kind of what they, I imagine. Yeah. They like kind of take their house whiskey and infuse it in different yes. ways for cocktails. Yep. Yeah. So, okay. I don't know if they would sell a bottle, but it was delicious. Uh, then they had a brown butter uh, old fashioned, which was Ooh. really interesting. So brown butter is basically where you take butter and you melt it in a pan and then just keep going and going and going until it turns brown. Basically what that is, is it's the milk. So when you... I'm talking too fast. I'm making myself out of breath. When you melt, <laughs> when you melt butter, um, it separates, right? And you have the gold liquidy part, and that's the that's the fat, the actual butter part, or the ghee, mm-hmm. or a clarified butter. And then the little white flecks that are in it, those are like milk solids, like milk protein solids. Mm-hmm. And when you make brown butter, you are caramelizing those milk solids using the the ghee, right? The the clarified okay. part of the butter. So it had that and it had a brown butter simple syrup. Um that sounds awesome. which was I mean, obviously buttery is a good way to describe it because <laughs> it was very buttery. Uh, but it was also really salty. Um it was a great cocktail. And the other one was the last one was like a tobacco and leather thing Ooh. where they had a yeah, it was really that one was just interesting. I didn't really like it that much, but um it was good. It wasn't my favorite one of the of the old fashions, but it had like a tea. They made a tea blend that had like tobacco and leather notes to it. Um, That's cool. Yeah, it was really cool. And then we were talking to this guy, like the bartender, and we were telling him how good his drinks are because they're just crazy good. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about how much we like his old fashions. And he was like, oh, well, we're we're actually competing in some sort of distilling contest, like in a couple months. And we're making oh we're developing a recipe for our showpiece cocktail and it's a Belgian waffle old fashioned. Ooh. And we were like, Oh shit, that sounds good. And he just like made one and brought it over to the table and just like gave it to us for free, which is really cool. That is. And awesome. he was like, he was like asking us for like genuine feedback about his cocktail. It was really cool. It was a really cool experience that like this dude, there was one point where we're like hanging out, we're playing cards. It's one of those places that has like cards and board games you can just take. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, so we're just like playing cards and this this guy's walking around the entire bar like burning incense and stuff. <laughs> like it was really it was a, such a such a cool such a cool uh a cool place with what part delicious of, um, drinks. What part of Muskegon was that in? Was that like northern part or southern part or uh it was it was on the other end of town from the beach. Okay. So it was like it was like more downtown. Okay. We spent some time on the beach too, but I'll tell that story in a little bit. I don't want to. I, I don't want to do all the talking for the whole episode, you know. Um, 
Well, that sounds no, no, no. that sounds awesome. There's there's other like I I do want to go to Muskegon. Um, a to visit some older roommates, but B because there's some other like distilleries there. Um, Burl and Sprig is another uh, local distillery up that way that I've gotten mm-hmm. their rum before. They have like a uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's like a 23 year old rum or something wow, that I got one wee. time. Um, really good. Um, but they also do like cocktail flights, so they can get like a mix of all these different cocktails. So cool. And they and they make more than rum; they make a bunch of different spirits. So I thought that'd be really cool. Sure. Um, but I do want to go up there. Uh, I went yeah, to the yeah. beach. Uh, just a few days ago for my sister. It was my sister's birthday, and she wanted to go to the beach, so we went out there nice. and hung out. Well, happy um, birthday, James's sister. Tell her I said happy birthday. I will. <laughs> cool. I don't know um, if I've ever actually met your sister. I think I, I did. I think I did like a, maybe once or twice when we were in like elementary school. I wouldn't be surprised if you met her just like in passing because that's, you know, that's how small towns work. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, no. So I, I hung out with my sister on her birthday. We went to New Holland uh, Brewing. Yes. Um, surprise, surprise. That's in Holland. Uh, most people would recognize that name from Dragon's Milk, which is pretty mm-hmm. much like what they are known for it's I, I nationally imagine. nationally yeah. renowned especially like beer, outside yeah. of michigan you're definitely gonna recognize like dragon smoke it's you know they make stouts they're like 11 percent. i think 11 percent mm-hmm. is like their baseline for most of those stouts yeah there's um, a there's a really popular there's a really popular uh dungeons and dragons podcast that i listen to that is now advertising dragon's milk that makes sense <laughs> on brand yeah, um, but anyway, that's the first time I actually went to the um, brewery slash distillery. They do spirits and beer mm-hmm. uh, food. Really good. They have this elote like dip with tortilla chips. It's so good. That like, sounds dope. I, love I would eat it with dip. a spoon if they're like, I'm sorry, we don't have tortilla chips. I'd be like, that's OK. Just bring it out. Cool. It's fine. Cool, man. <laughs> Just give me a like a gardening trowel <laughs> or something along those lines or like a big funnel exactly yeah <laughs> no I, yeah I, I really like a lot i don't i don't think i think i haven't been to new holland in a while i think the last time i was there they didn't even have food I, they were just doing cocktails well i don't know because so that i it's funny because i've always gone to the beach um to like michigan around the holland area but like as a child we never just really went downtown holland Sure. Um, so like I didn't know like what was that I, I would like to go back and just walk around downtown Holland and like honestly get like an Airbnb or a hotel or something so Do I it. can drink <laughs> drink more and walk back to where I'm staying. That sounds um, fun. Yeah. Because they got like coffee places down there. They got all these like cool Holland's like, a cute little town. It's a cool town. It's definitely in in hindsight, you know, assuming it was somewhat like this when I was younger too. Like it's a sure. cool place, but I feel like you know specifically breweries and distilleries and stuff like that coffee shops like as a kid i wouldn't care like i'd be like oh, right. i i can't yeah, drink oh. and i don't like coffee <laughs> yeah right if you're you're 11 you're like why the fuck am i not at mcdonald's right now like why um, am i anywhere else but now like retroactively when i went i was like this is awesome i just want to walk around here anyway they have all kinds of cocktails all kinds of beer they got all their like different dragon smoke on display um while they were up there they had um we got food there and we got dinner there I went to, they have like a little gift shop, I guess you could call it. They have like a store mm-hmm. there where they sell bottles of their spirits. They have flavored spirits, the regular spirits. They also sell a couple things that are exclusive to the distillery. 
Um, so I picked up their 25th anniversary strong ale. Ooh. Um, which was uh, I, I don't remember what it was, but like you you buy it in like a, I think a 500 milliliter bottle, which okay, is like sure. a a pint ish, I think. Yeah, uh, pints pint. pints like 350. Is it? Yeah. Uh, I think it fit. I don't in know. A pint Who cares? Glass. <laughs> okay, well there you go. Maybe maybe a pint is 500. Pint. I don't know. A pint's two cups. We don't know metric. You know, it's it fine. Doesn't. We're American. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, I, I had I that. Used... <laughs> right. And it was a pretty, it was pretty good. It was like a little, it was a little weird. Um, not weird in a bad way, just weird from like a regular beer. And I think that's because they aged it in rum barrels, which oh, is odd. rum, rum is traditionally rather funky or kind of strange. So that gives yes, it a different true. taste. It was, it was a little like raisiny and some, some other oh, stuff going nice. on there. Um, pretty good. Did enjoy that. Uh, the other thing I picked up, um, and some of the stuff you you don't just have to get from the store on their menu. They have these little blocks um, on the side that say like rare pours and stuff like that. So it's either sure. limited time stuff, stuff they mm -hmm. only sell at the distillery. Like you can get pours or like glasses of these different beers or spirits. They do all kinds of different spirits um, besides whiskey and rum. They do like gin and vodka and all the other, you know, whatever. Right. All the good stuff. Um. So I saw on the rare pours and I was thinking about getting a shot of it to try. But then when you go to a restaurant, no matter where you go, like if you're getting a, a pour of liquor, like it's always so much when you you're like, I could go buy a bottle a for lot. this much yeah. or I can get literally a one ounce pour for yeah, like, you know, a fourth of the bottle. <laughs> right. Right. It's not usually worth it unless it's something that you're not sure if you're yeah. going to like or not. Yeah, if, it, if it's a if it's a more expensive bottle and you're really not sure, then it's best to taste it. But otherwise, yeah. like if you if you have suspicions that you will like it or there's a high probability that you would like it, I would just opt for the bottle if you plan on, you know, having more than just one taste. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Um, but they that have totally a sherry sense. cask rum, and I oh, haven't yeah. tried it yet, but I am very excited because... But you bought uh, a bottle. You didn't get a pour of it? You just bought the bottle? No, I did just go for the bottle. Here's the thing. The bottle, uh, or <laughs> the, a, a single pour, a one ounce pour was like 15 bucks. Or oh my like, God. So, yeah. So I was like... Ah, That's a like, little steep. It must be and, good. Yeah, like, and, you know, like, I, I, I drink scotch, too, and Ugh. some of my favorite scotches are, we'll talk about that, you know, we'll get Ugh. you on the scotch train. Oh, no. Some of my favorite scotches are, you know, matured in some amount of time in sherry casks. I really like sure. the flavor that comes from a sherry cask, so I was like, sherry cask, rum, like... The likelihood that this is going to be great is to like, I might as well just go straight to the right. It's like your two ounce. favorite things. Yeah. Right. So I haven't opened it yet. We'll open it at some point. We'll come back yeah. with details on that. Well, but you overall, gotta... like the experience up there, really nice. They have like this outside patio. That's cool. Um, I don't nice. know. It's just a real, real nice place to go. And you're not far from the beach. So I'd hit them up. Cool. <laughs> I had an outdoor dining experience that was not far from the beach also. When oh. I was in Muskegon, this is the other thing that I did when I was in Muskegon is we went there. This is the reason we went there is we wanted to go to lunch at a place called The Deck. And The, the deck. deck, The Deck. And cool. it is a huge, huge, huge restaurant. It's like it's sprawling. Wow. And it is built 
on the beach, not across oh. the street from the beach. It is on the beach. Like you're walking, you park your car and you're walking towards the place where you'd like set up your chair and your umbrella and you walk past this restaurant. It's crazy. Huh. I don't know how they managed to get that property. Um, it also has no indoor seating, all oh. outdoor seating. Okay. All of it's on like the tables are in the sand and there's like a big patio that's like shaded and they have like an upstairs section uh, that has tables It has like a bar area and you can sit on a swing at the bar what? And, it's, uh, and the upstairs. Yeah, it's cool. It was Sounds crazy, like a resort, like crazy place. Or we got <laughs> right. Exactly. We got there. I think we got we got in line about 20 minutes before it opened. And mm -hmm. by the time we got in, the line was like down the street. Like oh, it was it's immensely. like it's, it's like a destination. Like a exclusive play but yeah like everyone's lining up to go there okay right it's like That's a hugely cool. popular thing apparently which is weird i've never heard of it um who told you about it uh heather's sister learned about it i think she saw it on tiktok um okay. but yeah it's i mean we were gonna go there for her for heather's sister's birthday but uh it was like pouring rain that day so we decided <laughs> not to go to muskegon we just stayed home but um yes yeah, so we went there and it was like we got sat immediately as soon as it was our turn. There was one host and like the entire waitstaff team, the entire server team was like right there at the host stand. So the the host would be like, would be like, oh, how many in your party? Cool. You take them this section. How many in your party? <laughs> you take them this section. And they're just like burning through like because oh, yeah. this line is huge. Right. Yeah, that's crazy. And they got to seat people. And I swear to God. By the time we were the second people in line, by the time we had ordered our drinks, there was food coming out of the kitchen oh and like gosh. going to tables. It was like it was like within 10 minutes of people sitting down, they were getting their food. It was what ridiculous. Time did this, uh, place open. They opened at noon. OK, so like, you know, lunchtime. lunchtime I, it's yeah. weird that they opened that late for lunch. I think that seems late for a lunch opening personally. Um, OK, because I'm used to like. Like a restaurant, if you're going to be open for lunch, you're open at 11 or even 1030. Right. You start lunch. But, you know, I mean, well, it what, clearly what's works. The, um, you know, I don't know if you know off the top of your head. What's the liquor law? Because there's like a time you can't sell alcohol at like a restaurant or even at like a distributor before a certain time in Michigan. I think it's 10. Is it 10? I think it's 10 a.m. Because there's okay. a lot of places that open for brunch at 10 a.m. That makes sense. And when you yeah. go have brunch, you're having mimosas, mimosas and yep. Yep, okay. Shirley Temples and Bloody Mary's Irish coffee for me. I love an Irish coffee or Spanish Fantastic. coffee. Oh, I yeah. love coffee, coffee cocktails in general. Just absolutely. Slack. Italian coffee. It's like coffee and amaretto. Ooh, that sounds really good. <laughs> right. Um, no, but we we went there and um, yeah, she doesn't realize I'm recording. Um, <laughs> we she will. So we went post. there. <laughs> she doesn't listen to the show. It's fine. She we went to this restaurant. She just has questions for me about food. And every time she asks me a question, I'm like, nope, send me an email. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. I stopped answering questions. She'll like, I'm okay she'll go to ask me something. I'm like, send me an email. Uh, anyways, it, yep. exactly. So I'm saying uh, we never answer the emails, though. But we, we get sat at this restaurant and there's eight of us and we ordered some shots and we had some cocktails the cocktail i got was like fine it was like way too sweet it was a, a mule of some sort a mule um, of some kind <laughs> yeah but like it didn't taste like ginger there was like no sharpness to it it was just all sugar just, I just not been, pleasant but, um 
I don't, I mean, most places don't say unless it is a house made. Some places do like house made ginger beer, and that obviously varies. Yeah, it was not. Um, but the food at this place, it's a barbecue place. Ooh. And we did, we did get a lote there. Okay. Which was so good. Um, but we ordered, they have like, when you're walking up to the restaurant on the sidewalk, they have these gigantic smokers outside. Like you can see where they're cooking the food. Really cool. cool. That's it's dope. And we got a, me and Heather split like a sampler platter that had a brisket pulled pork, smoked chicken, and then our choice of three different sides and a giant smoked turkey leg. Ooh. Um, which I haven't had since I went to a Renaissance fair when I was like 14. I immediately think of uh, medieval times. <laughs> oh my God. Medieval time. When we were in eighth grade, go to medieval times, dude, it's the best <laughs> green night for the win, dude. Um, I was on team green night. I don't know what team you were on. I don't remember. <laughs> you don't remember. Wow. Damn. I do remember having I remember... really good tomato basil soup and being really fairly disappointed by whatever, like, meat we i don't know if it was a they give you a half wing. it was a half a chicken yeah they gave it was, us a half it was chicken. pretty dry it was pretty it was dry not not gonna lie. That, that tomato basil soup was really good though you it are correct was. about that it was so <laughs> fucking good anyways um yeah the food at this place was tremendous um the smoked turkey leg is like the best barbecue thing i've had in ages it was really oh my god it was ridiculous like you pick it up it comes wrapped in foil and it's in the middle of the plate Ooh. so you had to pick it up and like unwrap the foil and the the, the waiter like saw me unwrapping it and he was just standing there and as soon i didn't even notice he walked up and i pulled the foil off and he just instantly comes out grabs it and he's gone i was like oh Dang. that's dope like great service mm-hmm. um but the whole outside was covered in this like super thick dry rub of like fennel and black pepper and cumin mm. And and then since it had been wrapped in foil, the skin like steamed, so it was really soft. And it would like you pick up the bone, and the meat would just fall off of it. It was so unbelievably good. It was like that the best piece great. of turkey I've ever had. I'm I just ate dinner, and I'm like salivating, <laughs> thinking about this stupid turkey. Like I still have it in my fridge. Um, yeah, I really like turkey. Killer. It's just like so so many places. And it's not necessarily like trashing the places. I just think in general, turkey's so hard to do right. It's so it easy it to dry, dry out. Yeah. Yeah. And people also don't like, people are like, oh, whatever, it's turkey. Like people don't give it the time of day that it deserves. And it's a really good meat, especially dark meat. Like, oh, dark yeah. meat. Dark okay. meat. You can, you can cook. You And you could take any type of, um, of poultry and cook it super well. I think that like, in my mind, a mark of a good barbecue place is usually like one homemade sausage. If they do homemade sausage and it's good, that's a good sign. Smoked chicken is another one because smoked chicken is deceptively hard to get right. Right. Um, So like I'll often judge a barbecue place based on its sausage and smoked chicken. Really? Not, uh, not like pulled pork or one of the other like barbecue staples. Pulled pork and brisket. I think both are like, even if you, even if you screw them up, I still think they could be pretty good because they just have so much fat and like you just cook them for a really long time and they're fine. OK, I can see you that. Know what I mean, it's yeah. the same thing as cooking like a chicken thigh. Or. Or like making pot roast, right? Like you just cook it for a really long time and it's going to be <laughs> delicious. 
Um, obviously, I know barbecue is more complicated than pot roast. Please don't get at me about it. But, uh, <laughs> but like a smoked chicken, especially if you're doing like white meat, like there's no fat. So like if you overcook right. it, it's toast. It's gone. It's done. You can't un you can't undo it. You can't just you know baste right. it a little bit, flip it over, and then cook it longer, and it'll be fine. Like it doesn't work like that. Right. So yeah, that sounds awesome. I, that's that's pretty yeah, it was really good. Really good. Uh, highly recommend the deck. Good, uh, good place. I'm getting tired. <laughs> Are you, uh, I don't know. I, I see on our notes here. Have you discussed your late night craving that you've been having? Lately? Oh, my You're dark hunger. All right. This isn't even, this isn't even a new late night. I've been doing this for like a month or two. Okay. Do tell. But I, so, um, generally speaking, I have a really hard time sleeping. Just Same. across the board. I I, agree, but... <laughs> I do not sleep much. I very rarely sleep through the entire night uh, undisturbed. I will always wake up at least once or twice usually throughout the night. Um, I toss and turn a lot. I'm a very light sleeper. I'm bad at sleeping. It is what it is. <laughs> what I've been doing for the past like month or so is I'll wake up in the middle of the night, like 2 o'clock in the morning, and I get up and I go pee. And then I sit back down in bed and I'm like, hmm. I want something cold to drink. And the bo- of course, the bottle of water on my bedside table has gone warm by this point because I got it before I went to bed. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go raid the mini fridge. I'm going to have a cold beverage. Mm-hmm. And I'll go in the mini fridge and I buy the like little little cans of soda. Like oh, the like tiny mini ones. ones. Yeah, yeah, the mini ones. And I'll crack one of those open and I'll just crush the whole thing standing there in my underwear in front of my fridge in the middle of the night. You slam just a soda? It, just <laughs> slam a whole soda and then just immediately go back to bed. I don't know why. I don't know why I've been doing this, but like something is it about like a particular type of soda. No, it's just or... literally whatever. Like last night I came last night. I came out here. I still have the bottles over here. I slammed. I had half of a Fago rock and rye in my fridge, uh, like the screw okay. cap bottle. And I was like, that sounds good. And I, I crushed that. And I was like, mm, I need more fizzy. And then I had a half thing of a sparkling ice and I drank all of that too. And then I was satiated and I went to bed. It's just the fit. The only thing I crave is the fizzy. I just want something huh. fizzy in the middle of the night. So weird. I'll drink. If I don't have soda, I'll drink a LaCroix because I drink a lot of LaCroix anyways. I like to save those for Ugh. when I am awake. You? I really like They're so <laughs> good, dude. LaCroix is the best. LaCroix is like my favorite thing to drink. It just like, I don't know. I tried to like it. I'm not a fan. I don't know if you are. I'm not a fan of like plain sparkling water. Like some no. people just like, I want sparkling water. I'm like, it's so bitter with the carbonation. Yeah, like it is. It's got to have flavor. It's got to be. I don't want sweetness. Liquid death that does sweetness. I like the sweetness in liquid death. I prefer LaCroix because it's unsweetened. I don't like LaCroix because um, maybe liquid death is like a sweet spot for me. Because it's not a lot of sugar they add, but it's a no, little bit. It's like bit. it's almost none. And there's and there's some flavors. I feel like fruit flavors, especially so that like sugar will like dial it up. It makes it stronger because part of like when you eat a fruit, it is a lot True. of sugar. Like that's naturally. a good point. That's a good um, point. So LaCroix is just too like LaCroix is like I'm drinking the water. I'm like kind of about it. And someone's got like a bundle of like cherries in front of my nose and then they like rip it away before I can get a taste of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, you know, there's a million jokes about like LaCroix like, oh, it's like somebody shouting the name of the fruit. I <laughs> the the flavor that I keep going back to, I think the best flavor of LaCroix is the peach pear. 
I mean, that sounds good conceptually to me. Really, and because it, pear pear is it's mostly pear, um, very little peach, but because pear is already such a like mellow, laid back fruit flavor, yes. it doesn't need the sugar, and you still get the. It's like, ooh, that tastes like a pear. Okay, it's, it's so refreshing, that. very pleasant. I like the lime one too. Um, I like the berry one. The berry one, I think, would be one that would benefit from a little bit of sweetness. Lime um, Liquid Death or Lime Lacroix. I will have As to try them back. Likes both. Yeah. I'll have to try them back to back. I do really like both of those drinks. <laughs> I'm tempted to say Lacroix. I really am, just because that's I, what I've been drinking lately. <laughs> I'll go buy. I, I'll, I'll tell you what. Tomorrow I will uh-huh. go to the store on my way home from work, and I will buy a Lime Liquid Death and a Lime Lacroix. I have Lime Lacroix here. And I will do I'll do a comparison back to back and I'll text you and let you know what I think. I'm, I'll post a, it I'm on interested to, to, to see what you say, because if in the end you do prefer LaCroix for whatever reason, I would be willing to give it another try. Um, I haven't had LaCroix in a while because like the times I have had, I just haven't liked it. But I, I, I will revisit it if it if it's something that might be up my alley. Uh, we'll yeah, I, I feel pretty confident like. Like I said, I do want to try them back to back. I feel pretty confident saying that I would prefer LaCroix. Ooh, okay. That being said, that being said, uh, unflavored liquid death is the best. Like Un- sparkling, as far as like sparkling water goes, or like just water in general, I'll get like the still water sometimes. So good. The mango okay. one's really good. The berry one is killer. Like liquid <laughs> death, liquid death rules. They do have uh, berry iced tea now as well. I'm going to have to get some of that because I had that peach iced tea and it was quite nice. It was very refreshing. For me, very the peach mild. is still my favorite. Um, yeah. But I think if you're a, a mixed berry flavor aficionado, you will enjoy the the berry tea. It's just basically just an extension of the berry flavored uh, water or whatever. So you'd probably sure. like it. I'll have to give it a shot. Maybe yeah. I'll buy one of those when I go, go to the store tomorrow too. I respect it. <sighs> um, anyway, this is a complete tangent for what we're talking about. I don't, I don't have a good segue, so I'm just going to get right into it. Yesterday, uh, I, was, I was bored. Um, and so I was like, you know what? I'm going to browse Facebook Marketplace because, mm-hmm. you know, there's some things that I am looking for, like genuinely on Facebook Marketplace. And, you know, every once in a while you see someone who's like selling something, you're like, that's a pretty good deal. Don't have to pay retail for it. It's basically sure. brand new. Someone doesn't need it. Great. Right. I get a lot of furniture off of Facebook Marketplace. There's a lot of weird shit on Facebook I Marketplace. I believe it. I don't, like there is some crazy stuff. And um I saw a couple weird things uh last time when I was looking. And uh John and Ryan were I was talking to John and Ryan at the time, so we were kind of like comparing some of the weird stuff we saw. Sure. Ryan seeing like I don't know nine hundred thousand dollar houses and he's like oh we just need a couple people and we can all go yeah. in on this together no, that I'm like, okay yeah right. if we I get like you know five more people then we can all pay nine hundred bucks a month that'd be great <laughs> <laughs> sure um, for a four bedroom house <laughs> one of the things I found oh lord was a fire truck no way and you think the fire truck is the weird part right but there I I'll be honest. There's quite a few fire trucks on Facebook Marketplace. Well, I saw fire trucks. I saw ambulances. Oh I saw God. like a 1970 Plymouth uh, highway cruiser. Sweet. People saw car, you know, weird cars on Facebook. That's fine. This pizza truck, by the way, didn't pizza say truck? pizza truck. Oh, God, I skipped ahead. 
there's a there's a wood fired pizza oven in this in this in the fire truck. truck. No way. Someone has put in there. Granted, they said nothing about that in just like the little title. They didn't mention it. It's like whatever year Han fire truck. And I'm like, okay, click on it. And then in the description, not in the title, in the description, it's like also has like a wood, like yeah, a wood by the way, pizza oven in it. And I'm like, what the excuse fuck? me? That's so weird. Um, if you what check the notes, thing. I did put the link in there. Yes. So you can click on that listing. You, you can did. take a look I for would, yourself. I would actually request that you screen share with me because I do not have a Facebook account. You don't have a Facebook account anymore. I don't have a Facebook account. No. So I can't okay. look at that. Let me try to uh I'm, I'm off the grid, brother. <laughs> I'm I'm so close to deleting Facebook, except there's like a couple of people, family members and stuff that like I just like that's how they communicate. So I feel bad if I completely ax it, but Yeah, I feel you. All right. So if you can okay, see it looks like a nice that. Han fire truck. It's a yeah, it's a nineteen eighty five Han fire truck. Oh, it's uh, only 15 grand it's fourteen thousand five hundred dollars in the description says converted fire truck with hand hand make handmade portuguese wood-fired pizza oven (laughs) wild um so we look through our pictures here and you're like like, fire truck still these are pictures of a fire truck what is that that's that's a a pizza pizza oven oven but it doesn't it doesn't look like it's okay. See, now it looks like it's connected <laughs> to the fire truck. That it's last like picture in was like, like oh, the side cool. where all like the equipment or whatever is. Yeah, like that, we're like, like, yeah, uh, we're like what, the hose would be. That what is that called? That diamond metal, whatever. Oh, like the corrugated, metal. like the corrugated steel. Yes. Thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like that steel part on the side. It just has a pizza oven. I'm like, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and it looks like there's a little like cubby door that closes over it. Also, I, I love in the yeah. picture you can see this just like column of burned char <laughs> like from the top of the pizza oven all the way up the side of the truck there's just like a black mark from where the fire comes out of the pizza oven <laughs> and i'm just like how great would that that's I, insane listen i don't have fifteen thousand dollars but if that i did the... i would probably buy a fire truck with a pizza oven is that, is that no all the pictures reason. there's literally just four pictures yep that's four pictures you're like yep that's I a fire truck that looks also that looks kind of like the back of the truck because that at the bottom there looks like a brake light um Maybe it could be. I, I'm not or familiar. Could be the opposite super side. familiar with the setup of a. Uh, I don't truck. know. But uh, but yeah, anyone who's looking for a weird, you know, just look up 1985 Han fire truck. If you want a pizza oven and you want to go all out, then just get a fire truck. Honestly, honestly, <laughs> that's like a mobile well. pizza business. You can do basically, like catered wood fired pizza. It'd be kind of cool, honestly, to have a wood fire because like wood fire pizza ovens are huge. So like having one that just drives around could be convenient. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, there wasn't really a logical transition to that. I just thought it was something funny that I uh, saw the other day. So. It is definitely an incredibly fascinating thing, and I'm my life is better for you showing it to me. <laughs> uh, on that note, I think we've pretty much exhausted everything for us to talk about, and also I'm pretty sleepy because we're doing a recording. We never, we usually don't record this late in the day, even when I mean, we do. Yeah, that's that's pretty accurate. Yeah. So, uh, thanks for joining us on another episode of Dinner for Breakfast. Um, you can follow. I, God, Bailey always does the social stuff. Hold on, give me one second. Let me look at all of the names for our accounts. Uh, you can follow <laughs> us on Instagram at uh, Dinner for Breakfast Podcast uh, with underscores in between everything. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Dinner for B. 
Uh, you can follow Bailey on TikTok, except he's not part of this episode. So actually, I changed my mind. I'm not going to plug him. Yeah, actually unfollow him. He's not committed enough to the show right now. Yeah, go out of your way to avoid weird eats on TikTok. <laughs> uh, thanks to Alexander Hume for the use of our theme song, Steak and Eggs. Uh, you can find him on Spotify and YouTube and Instagram, all under Alexander Hume. Uh, makes some dope music. Not sure if he's posted anything because I haven't checked in a little bit. Um, also, send us an email. Uh, yeah, what's if you have email? any discussion sure. topics or any questions you want to ask us, any places you recommend we go eat and then talk about on the show, let us know. Just literally anything at all. Um, send us <laughs> Please, an email. We're desperate. It, or like, I mean, a lot, a lot of people, like a lot of people, text me things to talk about on the show, and like that's fine. I'll still talk about stuff. I won't credit you probably. Ooh, <laughs> that's not true. I always credit people. I'll do some of that in the next the next episode. I have a fun thing planned for the next episode. You guys are gonna love it. Um, Excited. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks um, again for joining us, guys, and take it easy. Have a good day. Yeah. Bye bye.